The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. So does that mean there's mer people caviar? Don't think about it. Don't think about it. And Michael Lucas. The whole vibe was classy, frank, to the point, with just a hint of mischief. This is Emsolation. You snitchy little gay. I know. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every Thursday. Well, hello there. I will not be in Australia next time I make this episode. Next time I do this thing, I'm not restarting this intro. This is the second time I've had a go. It's late Wednesday night. I need to get this done and dusted because now Michael's told me the weather in New York, I've got to go and unpack and repack again. That's right. I'm off on Friday. But enough about that. I want to let you know in the episode you are about to consume, we discussed Donald Trump being indicted for the fourth time and Hillary Clinton's reaction, which was so delicious. We also talk about Beyonce publicly supporting Lizzo, and I mean, there's no mistaking the support. We also get a guided tour of the Penis Museum, that's right, that Michael visited in Iceland. And really, he left out some details in the video we put online. We did pop up a video. We're going to put it together and make a stunning little collage, just in case you missed that video. We got to play this a few times. How did you feel when your penis fell off? And we also go through my final preparations for my sojourn overseas. Did you know I was going overseas? I also want to let you know that this afternoon, if you're listening on Thursday, we... Look, I wanted to pull this out separately. Obviously, last week, you know, it was the 10th anniversary of Dr. Patrick's passing on Offspring, and we allowed many of you to record yourselves kind of grieving, openly abusing Michael or siding with Michael as a final way to kind of have a catharsis over that occurrence. One of you sent in a particularly beautiful voice memo that I wanted to play Michael separately, that I wanted him to hear kind of away from all the other ones, which were kind of tongue-in-cheek, but this one was really touching and I knew that it would affect him. So this afternoon you're going to hear from Emsolated Gem, who wanted to let Michael know just how much those two episodes specifically changed her life. It's beautiful and lovely and amazing and you're not going to want to miss it. That's going to be coming out this afternoon around mm, 3 o'clock. All right, well, that's enough from me. We'll get to the episode. How exciting. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly on that plane. Soon, soon. All right, everyone. I'll see you on the other side because, you know, I record the outro straight away after I say, play the music.
Starbucks at home is calling on you to take extra time for yourself and hashtag fill your cup. It's time we all take a day dedicated to unapologetic relaxing, relishing in those long winter mornings at home and starting the day off just the way you want to, filling your cup, no matter how that may be. It comes as Starbucks at home announces two new flavours to its range, Starbucks by Nespresso Smooth Caramel and Creamy Vanilla Flavoured Coffee Pods, bringing you Starbucks' signature taste of high-quality cafe-style coffee made from 100% Arabica coffee beans to enjoy in the comfort of your own home. Available now in supermarkets, nationally, in-store and online. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Michael Lucas, for the last time remotely, coming in from, where are you? Shoreditch in London. Okay. So back in London, confusingly, but we went to a different area. I love it. Now, you were obviously in Iceland. Was there a Björk sighting? There was not. Apparently she lives in London. So ah. jokes on us. <laughs> I just imagine she's like the mayor of Iceland and like when you land, she's just at the airport greeting you. That's what was my vision. Uh, alas, no. Weirdly, you'd be driving through the countryside and every once in a while there'd be like a convenience store that was part of a petrol station and it would just have Björk written <laughs> on the roof for some reason. And I, But I couldn't recognise any of the other writing. So I didn't know anything about it. So that was that was as close as I got to Bure. I love that. I just love, wasn't particularly close. I just love that someone's taken it upon themselves, just in case anyone forgets that Iceland has done something good. They just randomly write mm. their greatest exports name in places. I think. I mean, I, I, there could have been a context, <laughs> but yes, that's what that's how it seemed to me. Like if we wrote Olivia Newton John in a BP, you know, just in case someone forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more than happy to Me do too. that. Me too. So we need to discuss the Penis Museum. And first of all, why mm. have I never been? Was this, I need to understand, was this something you planned to do or? No, of course not. Okay, no, tell me. We were, so Reykjavik, so the whole country of Iceland has, I think it's like 200,000 people okay. or something. It's tiny. Mm. Like it's a really small country. And Reykjavik is a cool city, but, you know, it's about, like Ballarat sort of size yeah. is what we're talking about. And so, you know, you, your sightseeing only takes you about 20 minutes <laughs> to wander around. Yeah. And then, yeah, there was the a Phallus Museum <laughs> and I too was like, how have I never been made aware of this? Or more to the point, how has M never been made aware of this? And I, yeah, I felt it was my duty I just, to go in. I just feel like it's never been more appropriate for me to play this button. How, how did you feel when you're picking? penis fell off. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, but so obviously we went in purely for content Love and it. for a laugh. God. But then we get in there and... No, wait, wait. Who's working at the reception of the Dick Museum? The reception <laughs> was all in one with the merch and the cafe. Hang on. And wait. As you can... Stop. There's merch. Stop. Yeah. If you... Did not purchase me <laughs> merch from the cock and balls and shrine. But the merch was like basically what Dude. you would get for a hen's night. Dude, there wasn't a, I went to the Dick Museum and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Like there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. Oh, there might have been the logo on a T-shirt. I know I oh, failed you on that front wow. then. But I went. Come on. Okay, okay. So you've met receptionists, yes. 
Uh, they, the, 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 I should say the merch obviously, you know, was very penis heavy, like a hen's night sort of thing, but they did do really well with the cafe. They were serving penis-shaped waffles. No! And it was kind of interesting because, like, people, there are a lot of kids there, people have bought their kids, of course, because it's scientific, and then they're all having their penis-shaped waffles afterwards. It was really amazing to see a family of four Icelandic people or travellers, whoever they were, having penis-shaped waffles. Anyway. I'll just, yeah, I'll order the eight stack of testicles, please. James is just giving me the photos. Oh, it's stunning. It's on a, like, a charcuterie... Charcuterie board. It, yeah. Yeah, it's cheerful. It's stunning. And I like... Look, it don't, they don't take it too far with the whipped cream. They could suggest a touch of jizz. They could, it, depending on placement, it could look like jizz. But no, classy. They've put it behind the ball. They've got the syrup on the end of one penis and the cream is behind one of the balls. So I respect I respect the artistry there. It's not too obvious. Oh, the, the whole vibe was classy, frank, to the point, with just a hint of mischief. That was how it was, that was where it was going. <laughs> That's down. And Yeah, the, I mean, the staff that were there, basically no difference to your average or village oh, cinema. Okay. Sort of like slightly disaffected late teens. What? That are just, <laughs> yeah, just sort of sitting there going, is it one ticket or two? And everyone speaks perfect English there. Oh, great, 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 um, great. Yeah, and, yeah, there wasn't, I mean, it, Except for the fact that everything was penis shaped, it just felt like a classy little, quite modern Wait, thing. But then, how far did th- they take the branding? Was it in the toilets? Was it on their name badge shape? Was it, like was there were the light mm, fixtures? Yes, it would have. Yeah, that definitely. They had a real. It was like they got out of their way to collect like penis light fittings and things like that. Every sort of penis sculpture, um, they really had. I mean, the last photo that I put in my story. Yes, it was weirdly a penis in the sh- sculpture that was sort of in the shape of a snail, like a penis with a Stunning. snail shell on it. Why? Stunning. I don't understand it. But Stunning. That's Sometimes the sort of thing they had everywhere. You don't have to understand art. Sometimes art just is. James has just showed me the BR tabs, and they're all shaped like massive wangs, but a mm. variety of wangs. Did you see the wang beer? Did you happen to see this stunning? Um, look, it's beautiful. Oh, we definitely saw where they were pulling the beers. We did not sample it ourselves. <laughs> But not out of, I mean, obviously we've got, we would have no problem with um, penis beer. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is, this is, but oh we're on God. a schedule. <laughs> Come on, we haven't even got through the turnstiles yet. I can't wait. Okay, so you threw the turnstiles. Okay, and you're in. Yeah, and so basically what it is, is just it's every species and they've, but wait, I mean, not every, I presume there are some living creatures on this earth that were not in this museum, but they've basically connect, connect, uh, collected penises from across the, uh, animal kingdom Great. and put them all on display. Wow. And then it comes with a little plaque and it sort of tells you the average size and then it tells you how they work in this particular thing. And it was surprisingly fascinating. <laughs> you go through and you realise, my goodness, penises come in so many varieties, operate so differently, like the length of time it takes to make. I mean, I was very partial to the species that um, their penises spun when they ejaculated. That that I did not know that that happened. <laughs> Um, there was some, interestingly, they would often stress with certain species, consent is sought before uh, the animal mounts the other. And I thought that was nice that nice. they're putting consent first in the animal kingdom. Oh. And it, truly, I mean, I'll be honest, most of them are fairly disgusting. <laughs> um, 
Because they're very much the whole, you know how it's like a thing in the animal world that it's all kept under wraps and then it like springs out of all this fur and it's this weird sort of red, Sorry, wobbly, how does it, threatening looking thing. Just, how does it happen? Just be a penis again? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a particularly good uh, impersonation. Of so, yeah, it does. It, it's like it's the surprise attack. It's stunning. It's it's ready to lure in the 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 the, the mate. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and they were having a bit of fun. I mean, they did. Yeah, they put the elephant cock next to the duck cock, <laughs> and I felt like, come on, that's you've done that deliberately. And it was a, I mean, it was a hell of a contrast. But of course, it was. No, but a duck cock is a spiral, so it's got its own like impressive. Oh, they were all so interesting. Yeah, duck cocks really are spirals. Were. Like, don't discount the Drake because they've got a little party trick there. You know, it was comprehensive. Good. And it and it was. You know, it was one of those situations a bit like Mona in um, in Tasmania where it was like one man's dream has been like he just started collecting penises of animals, as you do, and in the end he felt like he had to bequeath it to the world and so he created this museum. And, of course, it all crescendos with the humans. Oh, wait, what? What? Oh, yeah. Yes, and men had donated their penises. What? I mean, obviously in death. Sorry, what? Just to be clear. <laughs> yes, people had, people, and they had the letters printed on the wall. The letters printed on the wall that were like, um, you know, I hereby give my private parts to this Fellas Museum in, in Reykjavik. Yeah. So. How did you feel when your pe- penis fell off? <laughs> so. One man has visited this museum and been so touched. So moved, yeah, and so impressed and thought, well, and clearly thought their penis was worthy of, you know, potentially decades if not centuries of admiration after he's gone. It is true. It does It does suggest a certain kind of, you know, person. He's like, yeah, my dick should be preserved and studied for decades to come. And pray tell totally. what, I mean, what were the male penis, well, what were they like? It, look, the only thing I would say is I don't know whether it was a while ago and I don't think the preservation was that strong because it was not looking good in that oh, it was a bit like a, liquid it was in. Like a mouldy fish it finger. It was very yellow uh. and we had a bit of a situation with like it was like maybe pubic hair had kept growing a bit and it was just not. <laughs> but thankfully the man had also provided a picture of like he made sure to pose naked. I, this the, the gentleman was renowned for his... Um, Penis size. One thing that I thought was interesting was every animal they were able to say this is the average length of this and then it gets to human and they're like, the average length is heavily disputed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, to be honest, God, I feel like I need to go. Like I feel like I need to make a pilgrimage. Well, it's, you know, if you're ever in London, it's just a a two and a half hour flight. (laughs) You do it in half an hour though. It's a long way to go for half an hour. Oh, it's a bit short. Mm. All right, I got it. Mm. Well, look, I could spend the entire podcast quizzing you because you have not sated my neurodivergent hyperfixation need for extreme details, but that's fine. Well, and also it did crescendo with they being Iceland, the last penises you saw were allegedly a merman and some sort of, like, troll, <laughs> mythological troll. So... Uh, which which uh, you might say whimsical note at the end or you might say just completely threw into question everything that you just saw. Hang on. You're derailing me. Sorry. Mermen do not have dicks. No, I would agree. And it was quite a sizable human-shaped dick, only green 
like a mossy green. And I just, I call bullshit. I I do not believe mermen have dicks. And if it's a mossy green, I think Triton needs to head off to the fucking doctor and get some antibiotics because that is not good. But I'm just no, trying. No, exactly. But then how do we imagine mer people have babies? Is it like fish? Like fish. Like they lay eggs? I think so. So does that mean there's mer people caviar? Don't think about it. It could have been eating for years. Don't think about it. It's best not to think about it too much. (laughs) Don't think about it. Well, essentially I think that's the principle, but I feel like, you know, as you know, the human world and the mer world very rarely, I mean, it's kept very separate. Wait, I need to look at my This is well documented. How do mermaids have... In fact, there's only been, history would say, one breakthrough. Yeah, one moment. I need to... How do mermaids have sex? mermaids reproduce. Oh, there's a video. Okay, nope, don't want to watch that. The obvious solution is to have them breed with eggs. The female mermaid lays them and the man fertilises them after. Oh, okay. Mm, Okay. Okay. It's not very sexy, is it? (laughs) No. Like the the lady goes in, squirts them out, comes out, all right, Roger, get in there. Like there's not a lot of romance to that. No. 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 Okay. Well, I'm glad you went to the Penis Museum for content. I appreciate it. You know, whatever. So. <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful crescendo to that story. A climax, you would say. <laughs> now, before we move on to Beyonce publicly defending Lizzo, which is just... Oh, Marcella came running in. I don't know what to think. You went and did a creepy tour of Harry Styles' houses. Is this correct? It was absolutely brilliant, yes. we. Um, Adrian lived in London for a while. He was an usher at uh, a theatre uh, oh. that used to play, I believe, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang oh. with Jason Donovan. He worked out for years in the 2000s and he met with um, a friend of his, Lindsay Brilliant, chick who um, used to live around Hampstead Heath back when it wasn't quite the celebrity uh, haven that it is now. And yeah, she came, she goes, you want me to give you a bit of a, I could give you a walk and tell you where the stars live and tell you all the stories, show all wait, the things like that. And, I mean, you might not be interested. Sorry, in like, wait, oh no, we are. Wait, is, is, is Lindsay Adele? Does she work at the bakery? Is she Adele? <laughs> it's... She, I'm not even kidding. Her voice was exactly like Adele. Like it was exactly, in fact, basically when I met her, I just like, you seem to have the same voice as Adele and almost the same personality. So in my mind, you are just Adele. <laughs> and that was really satisfying. Okay. So you said and, yes, yes. And she was so relieved to get someone who was like, yeah, we'd like take us for your tour. Tell us all the goss. And then, I mean, she began quite, you know, she came out the gate strong because she was like wandering down like, I don't know, High High Street or whatever it is. And then uh, the first like place that she takes us to is this shop that's like, Snappy Snaps, photo digital specialist. And she goes, this is where George Michael crashed his car when he was off his face on drugs. And then she goes, oh, but I've got the Daily Mail article. I'll bring it up. I'll show you. And so you stand there outside Snappy Snaps and you look at the shop and then you, um, yeah. And then, and then she brings up, 
she brings up the uh, article so you can see the pictures of it. It was just brilliant. Yes. And, and she goes, he's a very nice man. Like, I stopped at the lights here and, and he helped me across the road once. It was, he's, he's lovely. And then, you know, so she did it all. She was like, now, Ricky Gervais used to live here, but then he upsized. But I don't like the one he picked. And she knew the house prices <laughs> of everything. She was like, he bought this one for this, he bought that one for that. It was incredible. So we, we just did the whole whining tour. We saw Judy Dench's place. We saw, it was the tour of the Stars Homes. We saw where Boy George lives and now he's subletted to Sam Smith. We, like, at, we just kept wandering. We saw where you often see Harry Styles training in Hampstead Heath. And then the crescendo was that um, she did take us to the Harry Styles compound. So Harry Styles has bought one, he had one initial house, which is quite close to the road. And I, to be honest, I was surprised. It didn't, I, I, I don't know what I was imagining. I'm, I imagine he has a sentimental attachment to this particular area. But he's had to buy all the surrounding houses to like so he can create this sort of zone for himself. And there's a lot of security cameras out the front. Uh, and But there is a pub right next door. And she goes, if we go sit in this pub, you're basically looking up to his window. You can take a picture of your face in front of his window. So, of course, I mean, we did that too. We were absolutely shameless. But she could market it, I reckon. Yes. People would really, and she just had all the stories. And stuff you would love too. She's like, do you remember the Admiral in Mary Poppins that, like, yes. fired the cannon every day? That was based on this house. Uh, this is Admiral House. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is a great tour. I would pay cash money for this tour. Me too, but I think it might be technically illegal to do this. <laughs> That's the only problem. Like in Hollywood, the tours of the stars' homes have become like a, a thing now mm. that they regulate and everything like that. But I don't think I don't think this would fly because, it, you know, everything's quite small and mashed up in London. So you're literally standing right outside. That's Liam Gallagher's house, and like you're looking, you're basically right outside the windows out the front. So <laughs> it wouldn't really, it, yeah. <laughs> But also, I mean, this is one final side quest. They were catching up. This blew my mind. They were catching up on all the ushers that they used to work with who were all these vivid characters that they were, you know, behind uh, taking people to their seats to in the mid-2000s. And then they, they were going, Adrian was like, what has happened to Anne Loser? And it's a really unfortunate name, Anne Loser. I mean... Uh, nothing, you know, not spelt like loser, L-E-U-S-E-R. She goes, oh, it's a good story. Anyway, one of the people they used to work with in jail for fraud because she went around convincing people she had direct access to Hillary Clinton and was charging them £120,000 for access to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I mean, out of all the things that could have happened. <laughs> well, I have to say. Amazing. Amazing segue into Trump's fourth indictment. I mean, this mm. is wild. Donald Trump has been indicted for a fourth time on 13 felony charges for leading a criminal racketeering enterprise to try and overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Trump Mm -hmm. and 18 others have been charged, including Rudy Giuliani, who ironically helped to innovate the type of law in the 80s that he's just been charged with. Like, he threw that at a lot of people. (laughs) That is so sweet. I know. I know. Now, the other three indictments, for those of you playing along at home, hush money for Stormy Daniels, keeping classified documents in his bathroom after he left office, and January 6th in insurrection, basically planning that. But this one is different, Michael, because a state is charging him. So if a Republican president manages to get in, they cannot pardon him. They cannot. And also, this particular statute in Georgia has a mandatory minimum five-year jail sentence. 
and there's 18 other people that I think you'll find will be flipping pretty quickly now that they know that they are up for that minimum five years no matter what and they will be oh looking to God. be doing And it's, isn't it like in this incredibly detailed, like a 100-page yep. indictment, like all the receipts are there? Yep. And it was always astonishing how flagrant it was that he was clearly making all those calls and trying to do anything he could to um, suppress those results and overturn. And, uh, yeah, it always struck me as odd that it was so, like, crime in broad daylight that I didn't realise that it was just going to take this long yeah. for them to collect up everything <laughs> and then hit him with the with the full oh. indictment. Uh, there will be a mugshot as well. They've said they're just going to do normal protocol when he comes in. They've been given oh till midday Friday to turn themselves in, and then the judge has said she plans on seating all 19 people in front of her and doing the whole thing at once with all of them in the courtroom together. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> I mean, are you... I? But the only thing is the queasy feeling that I have, and it feels like it's more a you instinct than a me instinct, is at this point... I mean, obviously this is justice, mm. and I, I, clearly... I think that he needs to pay for, I mean, that was unbelievable. Mm. Um, so many things that he did, but to try and actually overturn a democratic election is just unbelievable. But I worry that it's just going to harden his supporters and now it becomes like this rebellious rallying cry to stick behind him. And, I mean, he's not going down in the Republican polls. It doesn't matter. In fact, is it consolidating amongst his supporters, well, do you think? perhaps, but he'll physically be in jail. If he gets done for this, there is no outs, there's no clemency, there's no loopholes, there's no pardons. It's very strict law there in Georgia, five years minimum for this statute. So, sure, I mean, maybe he can run again in eight years, but I think if this puts him away... Well, I mean, he can run. He, weirdly, there's that quirk. He can still be president in jail. Oh, I feel like... <laughs> And he said he's already said that he would. Going to jail would not stop him running. I know. It's weird because if you've been in jail, um, if you're in jail, you can't vote, but you can take... They, they just didn't think of it in the Constitution. They didn't think that a prisoner in jail could be running for president. I just think... I'd, even for America, surely that's a bridge too far to have a sitting president running the country from his jail cell. Even for America, I'm saying it, bridge too far. I mean, I'd watch I the mean, hell out of that reality yeah. TV show just as a sidebar. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know, I know. Jail president. Yeah. Pr- prison prez. Prison prez. Amazing. Yeah, writes itself, writes itself. Yeah. Oh, my God, it would be a crossover of Wentworth, Wentworth and the West Wing. <laughs> like, you could really. And it's amazing. the Tiger King. It would be Tiger King, Wentworth and the West Wing, I think. I mean, I am still overall optimistic in that I think that, you know, he's lost two elections and albeit that this might harden some of his supporters, there's no way that the casual Trump fan is or the, or the I don't know, the people, the independents, that was, I don't think this is going to make them get closer to him. So I still think, I still believe he couldn't win. But... Wow. Um, but it does disturb me that the 30-something percent of people that are wedded to him are mm. not stepping away no. because of this. He could do, there's nothing he could do. Like those people, the yes. 30%, he could literally murder someone and they would have, it would be like a, a democratic conspiracy to you know, undermine him. So they're, they're goners no matter what. My favourite part mm. of this, though, was Hillary Clinton was on MSNBC, Rachel Maddow's show, when the news broke live and... She could not. She laughed. I'm just going to flat out play it for you right now. 
Oh, I can't believe this. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, there's an element of Hillary that she, it was unfortunate that I only came out briefly on the presidential command. I'll never forget the time in one of the early debates where Trump did such an incoherent answer and she was ready and they went, Hillary, and then she just sort of went, okay, (laughs) we still say it like to this day. (laughs) But of course, you know, she didn't, because she unfortunately is a woman. Mm. Uh, uh, she was not allowed to lean into that behaviour very much. But there is something, I don't know, that, there's something that I find intensely appealing about schadenfreude um, delighted same. Hillary Clinton. Same, same, oh, I think she, imagine if it had been Nancy, she would have gone even harder. I think Hillary was restrained. I would like to have seen mm. a live cross to Nancy like when that news came mm. out. Oh, my God. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> we will follow this closely. I... Oh. I I know we're going to be in America for the next two weeks, but I just, I believe in them. I just don't think they'll put a president behind bars and let him run the country. I just, I, 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 I believe in you, America. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> the new smooth caramel flavoured coffee pods, giving you buttery notes of sweet caramel in a delicious light roast. And the Starbucks by Nespresso creamy vanilla-flavoured coffee pods, which offer delightful notes of sweet vanilla and biscuit for a comforting pick-me-up. Take that extra time for yourself and fill your cup with Starbucks at Home Cafe Quality Coffee. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. Well... This is a treat. We've been talking about this man's penis for the past, well, I'd want to say three weeks at least. His penis went viral and he didn't even know. There's a type of viral you want for your penis. I speak, of course, of Emsolator Sam and her Am I the Asshole husband. <laughs> <laughs> they join us now in Emsolation Extra. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello, husband. Hello. I'm going to read the original post. Am I an asshole mum and wife? This week, my husband finally had his appointment to find out about a vasectomy. Our kids are 10 and 14. I've had a contraceptive device for years, but recently got an endometrial ablation because my periods were so heavy, they ejected the marina. I've been anemic since our son was born 10 years ago. He initially wanted me to go with him to his GP appointment to find out if the recovery was tougher for me if I had my tubes tied, laparoscopic surgery, five to six weeks recovery, or for him having his balls snipped. I pointed out that I had had two caesareans, a colonoscopy, gastroscopy, multiple hospital admissions and CT scans thanks to chronic health conditions, two gynae procedures and three iron infusions and that I have never asked him to be there beyond being present for our children's birth and to pick me up after the anaesthetic. He took forever to get an appointment and this week booked in a vasectomy as a full surgical admission at a private hospital with a general anaesthetic. It's more than $1,000 out of pocket. He was so mad when I got upset because he said he'd handled it. Our daughter needs braces. My sister is getting married overseas next year and he can't just go and get a vasectomy without needing to go fully asleep. Am I an asshole? for being mad. For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at msolation.supercast.com. It's Emsolation Extra. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Ripping through 
the stories. I love that I'm breaking this to you. Beyonce has very publicly thrown her support behind Lizzo at her Atlanta show last night. Now, during the right. Break My Soul, the Queen's remix rap, you know, where she oh, shouts all the names. I am familiar. August 1st, that performance, just a couple days after the allegations came out, Beyonce did this. So she says Erica Badu's name over and over again. No Lizzo. Wow. She made up for that last night in Atlanta. Have a listen, Michael Lucas. I love that you're hearing this for the first time right now. I really like that woman in the audience is like, okay. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. wow. And, of course, I, I presume she's given no other context or explanation because she's Beyonce. Mm-mm. How fascinating. Because for me, weirdly, in everything that happened to Lizzo, perhaps the most brutal thing mm. was having Beyonce stop saying her name because we all saw the footage of when Lizzo went to Beyonce's concert to hear her name and how she was crying and how, like, you know, to be to be mentioned by the Queen was such an honour. But, I mean, the dark side of that is what if the Queen turns on you and then pretends you don't exist anymore? You're wiped. It's a horrible, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the lowest point, I thought. I mean, obviously the lawsuit's quite bad. Um, but now all of a sudden, do you think a call has been made? Do you think Lizzo said, Queen, may I approach thee and give my side of the story? I... Don't think Beyonce would align herself with someone who she believes has any chance of being found guilty of what they're being accused of. So perhaps does this shed some light? Does this mean Beyonce has information? Perhaps Lizzo's lawyers turned up with the proof, the receipts. Beyonce's eyeballed it, Beyonce's legal team. They're like, yeah, you're good to go. She's innocent. You know, because I just feel like Beyonce is so careful because she was burnt so badly with telephone that she has not aligned herself with anyone. What's telephone? What do you mean? After telephone, Gaga went through what we will call respectfully a career nosedive crash where we were absolutely convinced she was now a legacy artist, that there were going to be no more hits. This was pre-any acting, pre-Star is Born. Gaga was battling. Right. Yes. And beyond she wasn't cancelled or anything like that. She was just sort of not releasing music that people liked for a while. And Beyonce never kind of they never made that second song. They were never really seen together again. Beyonce never really mentioned Gaga again. They did this whole massive single and there was a to be continued, the biggest lie Beyonce ever told us at the end of that film clip. I watch that film clip a lot because Elio loves it for some bizarre reason. And so... What do you mean for some bizarre reason? It's a it's an absolute candy-coloured pop art joy from beginning to end. It was one of my favourite videos of that decade, yes, if not this century. But you were not a toddler watching it. I don't know the messages it's sending It's very colourful, though. But don't you remember loving... I remember, like, earliest memories of sitting in front of totally. Rage just taking all oh, that stuff in. We were talking about this here. <laughs> We watched shows in the 80s. We just had to watch whatever one VHS we had lying around over and over again, whether that movie was appropriate or not. And for me, it was Caddyshack, which was not appropriate. And then we were watching Hill Street Blues, LA Law, Moonlighting, Cheers. I was watching Functioning Alcoholics and thinking that my parents thought that was kids' TV. My dad relented on the Muppets because he loved the Muppets himself. I was allowed Fraggle Rock, maybe. But 
I spent my whole childhood watching, like, the, um, the second Wizard of Oz still scars me. Labyrinth, never-ending story, the scales on um, Falcor, I still have weird stuff with fish because of that movie. Like, he, there's so many things that scarred me. And so, yeah, I guess mm. Elio watching telephone's okay, but we digress. She has not aligned herself with anyone since then. She's not done a duet with anyone since then. Nothing. It's just been solo Beyonce all the way. And mm. and now I think... No, hang on. She did the Ed Sheeran, oh, I'm sure. Please. They weren't in the same room. She didn't promote it. Okay, all right. That doesn't all right, count. All right. She needed a number one at that point. Yeah. She, she'd gotten too artistic and she thought, fuck this. Yeah. I just want to do whatever's going to get me back to number there one. There wasn't a video clip with the two of them dressed as camp prison escapees, put it that way. Alas, there was that infamous time when they performed it live and he was in, like, jeans and basically a sloppy T-shirt and she was in the full couture gown. Yeah, it looked like Scott and I on a Saturday night, let's be honest. So I think... (laughs) So I think... I don't think she would so publicly say, I love you, Lizzo, if she didn't know something we Mm. didn't. So I think... I don't know. Too big. I don't know. I mean, she's she has always stood with Michael Jackson, no matter what. Uh, like, I mean, I know he's not around anymore, but uh, she has never resiled from her. Um, nor has Madonna. No, but I have friends who I had a falling out with one particular friend that Zeke knows, mm. our editor. We had a knockdown fight. It was about an hour. We were screaming at each other about Michael Jackson. He fully. He's like. He's like what people are for Trump for Michael Jackson. There's just absolutely no way Michael Jackson did anything wrong. He was framed. He was exonerated. And it's like, mm, that's a lot of evidence to the contrary of that. But nah. Quite a bit. So I don't know. Oh, we're in places. Everything is problematic. Does this change my view of the Lizzo situation? No. Does this change my view of Beyonce? Also no. So, you know, we're back to. I, I, yeah, the only thing that's fascinating to me is yeah, the choice to drop her and then to reinstate her is that's slightly un-Beyonce-like. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but the lack of explanation for anything is completely Beyonce-like. Oh, but Tina came She's forward. Like it. She is a royal in that yeah. sense. Never complain, never explain. No, Tina, Just- Tina explained. Tina seems to be the unofficial mouthpiece and i love to know if Beyonce knows Tina is explaining things. But she said... After Beyonce omitted Lizzo, Tina, Beyonce's mother, I love how we refer to Tina like everyone knows who we mean, said she forgets people's names at lots of different shows. She does a different name every time. Sometimes she leaves out other people's names. So Hang on. Didn't she? She did it multiple shows, though, didn't she? She dropped it for a while. It wasn't just the one show, it was, was it? It was only, it was two shows. Two shows, but the, Tina said that was not deliberate. And also another side quest here, <laughs> Tina has quietly got divorced from her second husband and oh, I know. the reason given by the second husband is Tina's on tour with Beyonce. <laughs> I know what I'd be choosing. I know what I'd be choosing. Me too. But also, I mean, I'm, I'm not that I want to in any way impugn the Queen, but I went to that concert. There is the single biggest teleprompter I have ever seen in my life positioned at that concert. So I'm sorry. Oh. If she's dropping a lyric, as with everything Beyonce does, it's intentional. Oh. You 
snitchy little gay. I know that did not happen accidentally. I'm sorry. Wait till you. We will be able to see it. I know. I know where we're sitting. Mm-hmm. And from where we're sitting, actually, it'll be enormous. Thank God. And just if it's in the same position. I'll be using it. I'm glad. I'll need the words. You know I love to watch a movie with a subtitle. I love that I'll be able to, be able to see Beyonce with a subtitle. Oh, it'll be fabulous. I can't wait. I'll be able to sing everywhere. I'll drive everyone crazy. I can't wait. Yes, Beyonce with subtitles. All right. I am getting on a plane. <laughs> I know. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. When this goes out, it'll be it'll be Friday morning. So I'm flying at 9.20. I'm getting to the airport at yeah. 6.20. That's right, isn't it? Three hours before. That's good, yes? Yeah, I think that's normally what we would aspire to, yes. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so I had to spend my last few days at home, I went to, I had to make a grid. Elio's so anxious. He's so worried about me going and I have to show him on the map where I'm going to be. We bought a globe and then I went and bought a big whiteboard and I had to get some magnets made of all the people who are going to be looking after him while I'm away and what days they're going to be doing it. And do you think, do you know how hard it is to get magnets made on the spot? Like it's not, it's not an easy thing. I went to Kmart thinking this could be something I could just do at the little Kodak kiosk. Absolutely not. So you do it and then I, I picked all the photos and I went through 4,000 photos on my phone. My God, that, it puts all your photos across and you've got to I scroll through all the 4,000 photos and I found everyone I needed and I got it all ready and I picked the magnet and then I paid for it and then it says pick this up in 24 to 48 hours. I was like, oh, oh, oh no, sir. No. So I had to go up to the desk with my little receipt. There was a 16-year-old kid behind there. And I said, hi, um, I need a rush on these magnets. And she looked at me like, <laughs> she said, no, unfortunately the magnets take one to two days. I said, mm, no, I need it for my, and I did it, autistic son. <gasps> you played the card. I weaponized well, it. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Exactly. I didn't feel bad about weaponizing it at all. I mean, sometimes you got to pull out, you got to pull out the spectrum guns, and I did. And I saw her look at me, and I said, "Yes, I'm going away overseas. It's the first time I've left him, and I'm making a chart for him for all his trusted, safe people. And I really need these magnets, and I've left it too late because I also am neurodivergent, you know, disorganized. And so, if you please, if you could just do this for me now. And so they did it, and all they did was print the photos and stick them to a magnet. Like, I know, it's bullshit. I, yeah, you've seen how the sausage is made now and no respect for this 48-hour turnaround what? bullshit. Like, they seriously, I, I put out, I, they, she sealed the envelope up and I, went, and I opened the envelope to check the craftsmanship and I pulled the photos out and I'm like, oh, you haven't even trimmed the edges. They're appalling. Oh, my God. So I did some my own chopping and I made a beautiful spreadsheet of everyone looking after him with the magnetic pictures. I've done a chart. I know I said I wasn't going to do any of this before I left, but we all fucking know that that was a lie. My cello was right. I've made a timetable for everyone who's cooking dinner when. I've unpacked and repacked. My case is so heavy because I've got a little case. I've got this ego thing about the size of my case. (laughs) An ego thing. I should just, if I just, if I just went up a size, it wouldn't be bursting at the seams. But I refuse. Yeah. You know when you go to the supermarket and you're like, I'm not getting a trolley. All I need is a basket. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, yeah, yeah. like yeah, your arm is Correct. breaking off yeah. and you're like completely distorted. That's you're it. about to have some sort of spinal yeah. issue. But you're like, no, no, I won't do it. The trolley pride. No, I've got the same thing yeah. with my suitcase. <laughs> my, I, my life would be so much easier if I just went up one size, just one size. And I'm, I'm sitting yeah. on it last night going, I'm going to get this zipped up. So 
Yeah, that's it. I'm 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 pretty much I'm pretty much ready to go. All my scripts have been filled. So I like I'll be seeing you in New York on Friday. I haven't seen you in three months. I know. I know. I know. It's incredible. And have you checked the weather? We're already at the point now where we can look at the weather thing. It's hot. Tell me. I haven't checked the weather. But it's not. Oh my goodness. That's I thought you for sure you'd be just for your wardrobe, you'd be I'm just packing summer. Let me give you a little insight oh. into the temperature that you're stepping into. New York. Okay, so the day we arrive, Friday, yeah, 29 degrees. Saturday, 27. Sunday, 30. Monday, 33. Tuesday, 29. It's hot. And you feel it in New York. That's not like a normal 30. I mean, it's because there's very little sea breeze and a lot of concrete and all that heat that comes up from the subway. It'll be hot. What are our evening temperatures looking like? Is it nicer? Like, no, this is it. It hangs around. The lows, 20, 21. That's the low. Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to repack. Ah, no, I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have said anything. Similar, exactly the same in LA. Oh, that's fine. Have you got a pool at your hotel? We're staying in different hotels. Yes. Okay, great. Good. Okay. See you in New York. See you there. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. All right, gang. Well, oh, she's off on a jet plane. Next time we speak, I'll be in New York City, baby, where it's hot and steamy. God, I've really got to think if I've got enough linen. I didn't pack any because I don't want to iron. I couldn't put the steamer in my case. It was too heavy. I had to forego the steamer. I repeat, travel steamer is not travelling with me. That's it from us. Don't forget this afternoon you're going to get a special little extra episode from us and then extra will come out. As always, you've got AMA coming out. Oh, there's insulation up the wazoo. And um, next time we speak, I'll be in New York City. All right. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead, depending on when you're listening. Bye. Like what you heard and want more? Emsolation is a totally independent neurodivergent female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to Emsolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at msolation.supercast.com or get the link via Emsolation Socials. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. Socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley and Marcella Rossiano. Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, with videos by James Henderson. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Thank you.